Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are starting a new series through Psalm chapter 23. And just so you, uh, so everyone knows, I did make it back from uh, Nigeria, safe and sound. But we're going to be starting Psalm 23, and I think this is going to take us just about a week to get through. And the study that we that we're going to be doing on Psalm 23. Uh, this really comes from a study that I did in my life several years ago now uh, when my wife and I, Sarah, were going through a particularly difficult time. We had uh, just actually had our, our fourth miscarriage, and we, uh, as we were going through life there, we also uh, were unable to get pregnant uh, there for a while, and so I really went and started searching out in God's Word and, and sought out contentment. And when I did the study uh, for this, um, like I said, this has been a few years back, I, I did this study, and for I think it was three months, the only thing that I did for my devotions was that I read Psalm 23 and I studied Psalm 23. And one of the big messages in Psalm 23, and this is what we're going to be looking at, is the idea of contentment. And I know that contentment is something that many people can struggle with, uh, but Psalm 23 really goes and teaches how we can be content in Christ. In this passage of Scripture, though it is extremely familiar, there is deep truths in this specifically on contentment that I hope that uh, will impact your life and touch your life as much as it has impacted and touched mine. But we're going to start by just reading every day Psalm 23, and we're going to take it verse by verse, or at least that's the plan here for this week, to go through verse by verse and to really break down what is it saying and specifically about contentment. So let's read Psalm 23, and it says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Now we're going to start off here with verse 1, and of course it says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now this is, of course, an incredibly familiar passage, and that verse is perhaps the most familiar, or at least one of the most familiar, uh, in this passage. But it is really, really, really packed, full of truth, specifically on contentment. And the first thing that I want us to see here this morning is that to be content, I must be one of God's sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, right? What do shepherds do? They take care of sheep. They take care of sheep. And in order to be content, you must be one of God's sheep. Now, this is important to understand and something that you should mark and remember as we're going to be going through this. The phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, that is in the Hebrew the main verb of this chapter. This is the main verb. In the phrase, I shall not want, it's part of the whole. It's dependent on that main verb. And so it is dependent on the phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. So that whole idea of not wanting or being content, it is in fact dependent on the Lord being my shepherd. 
my lack of, of wanting or, or discontentment is primarily based on who my shepherd is. Who your shepherd is will determine whether or not you are content in your life. Now, this is, of course, incredibly important when we go and we consider this idea of contentment. But those who do not know God, those who do not know the Lord, I want you to understand something. They cannot be content. They might be temporarily satisfied, but those who do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, who do not have God as their shepherd, they cannot be truly, truly content. They will be seeking contentment or satisfaction in all kinds of things in life, but it's only truly in Christ where we can be content. In fact, in John chapter 10, verse 1, it says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by, uh, by the door climbs in some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. And then verse 7, it says this, Then Jesus said unto them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. And then verse 9, it says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And of course, then we come to verse 10, where Jesus promises us life and life more abundantly, that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. But only those who are in God's flock or family can be content. You must enter the door through Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. It is only through Jesus Christ that you can be saved. And of course, in that salvation is the only place where you're going to find true contentment in life. And this is a very basic truth, but it is a foundational truth to understand. We must know Jesus Christ as our Savior. We must go through the right door. We must have the right shepherd in order to be saved. And of course, just to go over that gospel, that simple but yet powerful truth of the gospel, Jesus died for our sins. See, all, everyone has sinned. You've sinned. I've sinned. Everyone has sinned. It tells us in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 tells us why that's a big deal when it tells us that the wages of sin is death. What we earn from that sin is death eternal in hell. But fortunately, it doesn't end there. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried, proving that he died, and he rose again on the third day, securing salvation for all who would believe. But of course, it goes and it tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that we must not believe in vain. So what, what is, where's the proof in the pudding there for us? Well, it's found in repentance. Real faith has real works. Faith without works is dead. It's not the works that save us, but it is the works that show the fruit of that salvation, of that inward change. And so there we see that repentance is necessary for salvation. But we see here that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is so important. And of course, we have that promise that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved in Romans 10, 13. But this is foundational. And this is going to be foundational for moving through this chapter of scripture that you understand that to be content, I must be one of God's sheep. And this main verb, and it's really for the first half of this chapter, it is that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. 
We need to understand that God must be our shepherd if we're going to not want, if he's going to make us lie down in green pastures, if he's going to lead us beside the still waters, if he restores my soul. It's all dependent upon him being our shepherd. So do you know Jesus Christ today? That's where we start. Do you know Jesus Christ? Is he your shepherd? The second thing I want us to see this morning is to be content. I must surrender my independence. I must surrender my independence. What does a shepherd do? What does it mean to be a shepherd? It it, it means, well, first of all, this is in this passage, it's a verb that is a continuous action, and it means to feed, to care for, to tend to, to protect, and of course, to shepherd. It's speaking of what God does for us, how he provides, and in, in the context, it is giving an example of a shepherd, but the main thrust is that it is a continuous caregiver, Jesus Christ, God, if you know him as your Savior, he is to be your continuous caregiver, your continuous shepherd. And this means that we must surrender our independence. Now, this is difficult. This is difficult in our culture because our culture really idolizes this whole idea of independence and being the person who can go and, and, and do it on your own. And, and, and you, know, you don't want to have somebody that you're looking up to unless it's the state, of course. They're okay if it's the state that's taking care of you. But you need to go and to understand this here. That if God is to be your shepherd, it means that you cannot be your shepherd. You cannot be your shepherd. As a Christian, we need to understand this here. We cannot be our own shepherds. So many Christians try to be their own shepherds, try to make it in their own strength, and they don't understand the words of Jesus when he goes and he says, without me, you can do nothing. We are dependent upon him. God gives grace to the humble. We are empowered and strengthened by the grace of God, which means we need to humble ourselves and rely upon him, rely upon God. We need to give up that independence, that right to ourself. We need to have room, more than just room. We need to let God take care and a shepherd us. We need to recognize him as our caregiver. God is what you need in life. See, so many people want to go and to just say, hey, I'm, I got a chip on my shoulder and I'm going to go and do it my way. I'm going to go and, and I'm going to go and take care of myself. And it might even not be rooted in a bad place. It might, uh, in fact, have a lot of good intentions, but you need to understand something as a Christian. We need to rest on our shepherd. That doesn't mean that we don't have a part. It doesn't mean that he doesn't give us things to do, but it means that we need to be seeking him, as Jesus even told us, to pray for our daily bread. Are you seeking to be dependent upon God, or are you seeking to be independent? You can't be dependent upon God and independent in yourself at the same time. God is what you need. Now, here's just a few quotes from Oswald Chambers, a couple quotes here that, that I think really have to do with independence and, and this idea of shepherding. And I think that you'll see them as I, as I read this. Uh, but, well, let's just get into the quotes. It says this, Jesus said, if any man come will come after me, let him deny himself. What is the meaning of the words from the lips of Jesus? He is not teaching us to deny one part of ourselves in order to benefit another part of ourselves, which is what self-denial has come to mean. The full force of our Lord's words is, 
Let him deny his right to himself. Let him give up his right to himself to me. Close quote. That's from Oswald Chambers. And that's the idea of being dependent upon God. We're going and we're saying, look, Lord, I am giving up the right to myself. You take and do with me what you want. And we're giving ourselves up to God. The second quote from Oswald Chambers says this, If any man will come after me, said Jesus, the condition is that he must leave something behind. See, so many people want to go into follow after Jesus, which is what sheep should do to their shepherd, follow after their shepherd, but they don't want to leave anything behind. But the implication is, is that we leave ourself behind, we leave our independence behind, and we become totally dependent upon God. Not that he doesn't have something for us to do, but it's that we are trusting in him, in his leading, in where he says to go, what he says to do, and we're following him with all of our might. See, these quotes point to the truth that God is our shepherd, not we ourselves, until we completely surrender our care to God we will not see what it means to be content. It is when we completely give up ourselves and trust fully in him, in his shepherding, in his caregiving, when we realize he can take care of us better than we can take care of us. That's when we can find contentment. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, and I have great strength, so therefore I shall not want. No, that's not what it says. It's that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's a simplicity to this verse that is necessary to understand, and we need to get ourselves out of the way to follow his leading. The third thing that I want us to see here this morning is that to be content, I must receive God's provision. And this is so important. This is something that I think is, is incredibly difficult for Christians to do. In fact, one of the biggest things I think Christians need to learn is how to receive the provisions of God. And we're going to look at this in greater detail later in this chapter, but it's valid to point out here, as our shepherd God leads us, and so therefore where he leads, I must follow. This is the job of the shepherd is to lead us, and God does his job. We need to understand that God does his part, but why do we end up in the wrong place or why do we end up in discontentment instead of contentment? It's because we're not following where God's leading. It's because we don't follow him or we follow him maybe kicking and screaming sometimes, right? But many follow God in discontentment because they are seeking God to lead them somewhere else. And this is a lack of surrender. So they might reluctantly follow God and go there, but they do it with a bad attitude. And they're choosing that bad attitude because they're not trusting in the provision that God gives. Whenever God leads you somewhere, that is him providing something. And so therefore, you need to follow him with a good attitude by receiving that provision that he is giving. It is when we follow willingly that we can truly be content. You see, our contentment is not based on our circumstances or what's happening around us. Our contentment is based on the one who leads us through each circumstance. Hence, later on in the chapter, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
How in the world could you be comforted in the valley of the shadow of death? How in the world could you fear no evil? Well, it's because you're following your shepherd. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that here in just a few days. But what he gives, what God gives, I must accept. And we're going to see this in greater detail tomorrow. I'm really excited to jump into it. I really wish we could just go and spend you know, a couple hours here this morning on that, but that's not the purpose of this podcast. That's not the purpose of this devotional. And we need to remember that God is our shepherd. We need to accept his provision. And as a provider, as a shepherd, we also need to understand something about what he gives, because there's some there's some confusion about this. Sometimes people think that God gives bad things, but it tells us here in James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and that comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God is a giver of good gifts. His provisions are always the right provisions. Where he leads is always the right place. And the pace that he leads is always the right timing. You need to understand this. We need to recognize this as Christians, and we need to follow God. But most importantly, we need to receive God's provision. You see, the problem is never with God's provision It is only with your reception of his provision that fails. This is not to say that everything will always be sunshine and rainbows. Far from it. Circumstances might be bad. But this is to say that when God gives us a gift, we need to receive it. When God gives us leading, we need to follow. And when we go through difficult circumstances, difficult lots— We need to recognize that we need to look to our shepherd and we need to follow him. Draw near to God, no matter what your circumstances are, and you will be content. If you walk away from God, you will always be discontent. This is the truth of this verse here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So today, as, as we get ready to depart, I just want to challenge you to think about the question, is God your shepherd? One, do you know him as your savior? If you don't know him as your savior, he can't be your shepherd. The second thing is, are you shepherding yourself in your own independence or are you seeking to be dependent upon God? And the third thing is, are you looking for the provisions that God gives and are you trusting that those provisions are good and that he is giving those provisions. And so are you receiving those provisions rightly? Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We trust in Jesus. Sometimes he leads us, waiting for his hand to Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end.